the Vinekeeper Bible Podcast, Guyana, South America, the land of many waters. My name is Rick Walker. Welcome back. We are making our way through the Gospel of Luke. We have talked about the birth of Jesus and his circumcision and dedication at the temple being redeemed by the payment of five shekels to the priest. The next event recorded in the life of Jesus is the visit of the Magi, or the wise men. And for whatever reason, Luke says nothing about the wise men. But we can't skip over the wise men. So today, we're going to jump over to the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew is the only gospel to tell us about the wise men and Herod trying to have Jesus killed and the escape to Egypt. We cannot leave all of that out, so we turn to Matthew chapter 2. These are some mysterious men. One mystery is, Why do people think that the wise men were at the manger with the shepherds? It is an easy answer. Because they have not read their Bibles. You know the story. The Magi, or as we call them, the wise men, came from the east to Jerusalem looking for the new king of the Jews. We saw his star from where we live in the east and have come to worship him. You know, Babylon was straight east across the desert from Jerusalem. These are Gentiles who have come to worship Jesus. They have come from Persia. Today we call it Iran. They may have been wise men, but they did not know about Herod. Herod would kill anyone who was a threat to his throne. Even three of his sons and his favorite wife, Mary Omni, were executed. And these men come to Herod in Jerusalem, enter his palace, and say, We have come to worship the new king who has been born. Where can we find him? Well, the Magi are told that the king, the Messiah, was born in Bethlehem, as written in the prophet Micah. Bethlehem, just five or six miles from Jerusalem. It is not far. So they are led by a star which goes before them until it stops over the place where Jesus was. Did you know that verse 11 says the wise men came to the house where the child was? A house in Bethlehem. And the Magi told Herod the exact time the star appeared. Two years ago, when Herod found out that Jesus was in Bethlehem, 
he sent his men to kill all the boys who were two years old and under. It was based upon the time when the Magi first saw the star. So Joseph and Mary and Jesus are living in a house. Jesus is two years old. For some reason, after the census and after the birth of Jesus, Joseph and Mary decided to stay in Bethlehem. And they are living in a house. So the wise men have followed the star to Bethlehem. They have found Jesus the Messiah, the desire of nations, and the glory of Israel. They bring their gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, costly gifts that were often given to kings. Who were these wise men? Sometimes people say that they were three kings. But that is not true. They were magi. Magi were people like priests, physicians, teachers, astrologers, fortune tellers, sorcerers, and magicians. Simon the sorcerer in Acts 8 was a magus. Well, these men had followed a star. So maybe they were astrologers. Whoever they were, they knew the star would lead them to Jesus. And this star is a mystery. Was this a fulfillment of a prophecy? Is there anything in the Old Testament that would point to a star in the sky to mark the birth of the Messiah? That is really a good question. One thing about that is that the Gospel of Matthew is full of prophecies. Matthew is known for the formula. It was the prophecy. Over and over, Matthew will say that something, some event, was to fulfill a prophecy. And there are a lot of examples in just the first two chapters. The birth of Jesus is to fulfill that was written through Isaiah the prophet. A virgin shall conceive, and she will give birth to a son. When Herod had the boys killed, it was to fulfill that was spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. Jesus stayed in Egypt until the death of Herod, and this was to Fulfill that was said through the prophet. Jesus lived in Nazareth to fulfill what was written in the prophets. Later, when John the Baptist began to preach in the wilderness, it was to fulfill that was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. Well, you get the idea. Matthew likes to point out the fulfillment of prophecies. He has more than any other gospel because Matthew was written for Jews and the Jews were very focused on prophecies about the Messiah. But when the wise men follow the star and find Jesus, 
when they come bearing gifts and worship Him, Matthew does not say that it fulfilled any prophecy. Not a word about prophecy. So, is there a prophecy about the star? There is one prophecy that many think is about the star over Bethlehem. It is the fourth prophecy of Balaam. You know Balaam. He was sent to curse the Jews as they made their way to the promised land. But every curse was turned into a blessing. In Numbers 24, verse 17, Balaam prophesies, I see him, but not now. I see him, but he is not near. A star will come out of Jacob. In Israel, the scepter of a king will rise. Many think this is a prophecy of Jesus and a star. But again, why didn't Matthew say so? Well, whether it was fulfillment of a prophecy or not, these are Gentiles. And they had come to worship the king of the Jews. Of course, you know that there were a lot of Jews, and I mean a lot, who lived in the east where they had come from. When the Jews came back from the Babylonian exile, a lot simply stayed where they were. They probably had some impact on the Magi about the coming of a Messiah. And so they were looking for him. From Daniel, they could know the time of his coming. And maybe from Balaam's prophecy, they learned about a star. Listen to this. There were two Roman historians who wrote during the first century. Suetonius and Tacitus. Tacitus is considered to be a historian of the highest order. Listen to this. This is fascinating. Suetonia said this, There had spread over all the Orient an old and established belief that men would come from Judea and rule the world. And now Tacitus, he said there was a strong belief that at the very time Jesus was born, rulers coming from Judea would have a universal empire. Wow, that is powerful stuff. The Gentiles were expecting a ruler who would rule the world. No wonder the wise men came looking for Jesus. No wonder they brought him gifts. The Jews and the Gentiles 
were expecting a king. The wise men were the first Gentiles to worship Jesus. Countless multitudes of Gentiles from every people and every generation would follow the wise men, worshiping and bringing gifts. The wise men were first fruits of the Gentile world. And they were the first to worship Jesus. The shepherds did not worship Jesus. Simeon did not worship Jesus. Anna did not worship Jesus. The wise men, the Gentiles, were the first to worship Jesus. Now let's turn to something different. We're going to switch gears here. This is too good to pass up. Do you know the legend of the other wise man? Okay. Well, I will tell you. This legend was first published in 1895 by a Presbyterian minister named Henry Van Dyke. Van Dyke was educated at the very prestigious Princeton University. No one really believes that this legend is true. No one really believes that it is. But it is a good story. As the legend goes, a wise man named Artaban planned to join the other wise men in Persia. They would all go to Bethlehem together and they would all bring gifts. One would bring gold, one would bring frankincense, and one would bring myrrh. And Artaban would bring precious stones. Three precious stones for Jesus. A blue sapphire, a red ruby, and a pearl. Well, Artaban was on his way, riding a horse, to go and join the other wise men so they could follow the star to Jesus. But when he approached Babylon at night, he saw a man lying on the road. He was in very bad shape, half dead. So Artaban dismounted from his horse and he gave aid to the poor man. He gave him water to drink and he bandaged his wounds. And the man was very grateful, of course. Well, Artaban remounted his horse and continued his journey. But when he arrived at the place to meet the other wise men, he was late. He found that they had left without him. So what to do? Well, Artaban decided to go alone. He would need to buy some camels to make his way across the desert to Israel. And so he sold his sapphire and he spent the money on camels. The camels could carry water and food and whatever else he needed for the journey to Bethlehem.
He still had his red ruby and pearl as gifts for Jesus, and so he began his journey west. At last he was in Bethlehem, but the streets were deserted. He searched and searched for Jesus, but his search was futile. Finally, he found a woman and he asked her for help. She said that some wise men had come and and given gifts to Jesus, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And after the wise men had left, she never saw Joseph and Mary and Jesus again. She had no idea what happened to them. They just seemed to vanish. And then as she was finishing her story, there was a loud commotion in the streets, the sound of soldiers killing little boys. And they came to the house where Artaban and the woman were. Artaban blocked the door as the soldiers tried to enter. He demanded to speak to their commander. The commander came, Artaban offered him his red ruby and asked him to spare the woman's child. So the commander took the red ruby and departed with his men. Artaban still had one gift for Jesus, a precious pearl. And Artaban went in search of Jesus. He traveled from village to village, country to country, searching for the glory of Israel, the desire of nations. And as he went along, he helped many people whom he met. He gave food to the hungry, clothes to those in need, and aid to the sick. Artaban searched for thirty years, until he was tired and tattered, weary and worn. Finally, he found himself an old man and back in Jerusalem. The city was crowded. It was always crowded during the Passover. And the people in the streets all seemed to be headed in the same direction. So he asked where everyone was going, and they said, Golgotha, they are crucifying today. A couple of rebels and Jesus who claims to be the king of the Jews. Along the way to Golgotha, Artaban saw a girl being seized by Roman soldiers. They were going to sell her as a slave. The girl was struggling, and she broke away from the soldiers and ran to Artaban, pleading for help. And so Artaban took his pearl, placed it in her hand, his last precious stone. She took the pearl offered it to the soldiers, and was set free. Just then the sky grew darker and the ground shook, shook violently, and a tile came off of a building, fell, and struck Artaban in the head. As the young girl was holding Artaban, she heard him speak to an unseen person. No, Lord, it is not true. When did I see you hungry and give you food? When? 
When did I give you water because you were thirsty? When did I ever come and visit you because you were sick or in prison? I have been searching for you for 30 years, but never found you until now. And then the voice said, When you did it for these, you did it for me. Artaban had found Jesus, the glory of Israel, and the desire of nations.